Hey, welcome to Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I'm trying to be better. Thank you so much for being with us today. I've got my good friend Tim Jacobs with me. We've done two episodes so far. This is going to be the third and the final that leads for this little series. We'll have him back because he's a great dad. He's got great experience, great leader. I boasted about you enough in the first episode. Don't ever expect it again. Too much. Yeah, too much. much. He cried after we got done and... Like a baby. It, it, it was tough. So was we're not really friends anymore, but I'm glad it's here for the third episode. <laughs> I'm glad it's here for the third episode. We're talking about raising a son who's going through adolescence. Now, from my yeah. perspective, you know, Frankie's four, okay? He's not yep. there yet. Um, he's just the sweetest little kid. So the other night, he wanted to help me. Okay. So, you know, we go around the house and we're taking all the trash. He's helped me do that. We've got a cat taking the kitty litter out. He's helping me do that. And I'm asking him, I'm like, do you think at some point you could probably do this by yourself? He's like, oh, yeah. You know, he's he's excited to help, you know, however he can. Yeah. And I had to change out a little plate on the wall. So I let him use the screwdriver, talk to him, talk to him about, you know, righty tidy and lefty Lucy. And he yeah. was like, "Is you know, went over all that. And so sure. that was fun. And got a cute little picture of him, you know, trying to help. And he did it. He did a good job. I was proud of him. Yeah. Um, but at one point, he lost me and followed me. I mean, he was following me everywhere. At one point, he lost me, and I was out in the garage trying to get something. Well, he came out in the garage like 30 seconds later, and he was like, Daddy, I, I just thought I'd lost you. I was like, no, but I just had to come to the garage. And he said, well, I just always want to be with you. And I was like, man, this is you were the sweetest little kid. And, you know, I like, walked up and, you know, held my hand and just wanted to, like, hold my hand everywhere we were going. I'm thinking, you know. I will miss this at some point because yeah. um, I know there's coming a day where it's like, you know, mom, don't get too close to my face, you know, and, you know, dad is, dad's a warrior, so we don't really get affection there. Yeah. I, you know, I know that that day is coming and being married and having kids has definitely made me more emotional <laughs> as a man, for sure, because <laughs> uh, that was never that way. But anyway, so, you know, that that's my perspective. You know, that's, that's where I'm at as a dad. Yep. You've got a 14-year-old son. Yep. Okay, so... He's in the process. Yeah, you're having fun with this, um, and and I'm sure there's a lot of thinking back to yourself yep. at that point, what you went through, and you know some of the questions that you had. You know, he's going to have, and you think about your experience with your father, and you know what can I do different? What can I do better? How do I change things? I'm right. sure there's a lot on the table about that. So yep. we'll get to some of it, but. Yep. Your son starts the process of becoming a man. Yeah. When you realize this, you know, what are you processing? What's going through your head when you're like, okay, he's at this point. You know, there's there's a song that says boyhood is manhood just slightly delayed. Mm. So, you know, he's he's almost there. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, uh, you know, two things. Number one, I need to maintain my physical edge on him yeah. so he can't uh, <laughs> yeah. ever, ever think that he can take take me. Um, but, you know, mostly I'm thinking, um, you know, about his future. Yeah. You know, when he becomes a dad, a husband, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about making sure that we're having enough conversations and we're doing enough things together that help him make sure that his thoughts that during that time are geared towards the right things. Yeah. Right. And and he and he does make that transition into uh, uh, adulthood 
and into manhood with those responsibilities at the forefront of his mind. Yeah. Right. And the and the primary thing, you know, is putting God first. Yes. Right. And am I being enough of a spiritual leader in his eyes, you know, where he can see it, so that he picks up on that and he catches those things and he replicates those things. Yeah. You know. I'm gonna stop because you said something that's really good. You know, are you doing it in a way to where he sees it? Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people like, you know, you know, I love my wife, I love my kids, and you know, I go about this, but are you being intentional about it? Yeah. Uh, that's that's a huge thing. And I address it a lot with the intentionality of, you know, if I'm gonna be a good husband, then I've got to yeah. be intentional, not only in my, you know, thinking and going back through my day and saying, what could I have done better? What did I do that was wrong? What do I need to fix? Because, you know, we always mess up. Yeah. There's something we always fall short on. Yeah. So, you know, being intentional about thinking about, you know, how do I better myself, but then being intentional about actually doing it and acting it out uh, and doing it in a way, not just so that it is seen, but just becoming that way so that you're the example that is just flashing to your kids. Because if you want him to be a good husband, then he's got to see it in you. If you want him to be a good dad, he's got to see it in you. If you want him to be uh, a good, strong, faithful Christian, he sees it in you. So you can have the floor, but that intentionality thing is so good to talk about. Yeah, you have to do it in a a visible way. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, too often we, we see people, you know, uh, do things in public, but their private life isn't isn't handled well. Yeah, and then you know that shallowness can't last forever. So eventually, there's you know there's a falling away in whatever regard, you know whether it's faithfulness in uh, marriage sure. or whether it's faithfulness to God. Right, that 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 shallowness, that emptiness, eventually it get exposes. Right, so yeah, so you know you have to that that's the main thing, right? I start thinking about you know. In the example that I'm leaving, hopefully in his mind, it's shaping the way that he will act once he gets to this stage in his life or or even early on, right? I, I want him to make sure that he thinks in that manner. And so, you know, this is the time of life where those things make sense. Yeah. You know, this is the time of life where we can have those conversations. Right. You know, they're, they're not going to be 100% relatable, obviously, because it doesn't have kids. He's not a husband, but he can start thinking that way because of the the maturity of his of his brain and the maturity of sure. his, you know, his, his walk right now. But he'll come to God. a point where he's able to look back. I mean, there are plenty of things that I perceived with my parents and my father. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I know I've talked about it before, but like there was a time where, you know, we when we first moved to Dallas... We lived in Orange. Mm. Dad had a good business. Things were going good. Things were becoming more profitable. We moved to Dallas, and he has no clients now. Yeah. General contractor. Everybody does that in Dallas. Yep. He's starting from nothing. Yep. And it was a rough start. And, I mean, literally, there was a probably a year, almost a year and a half phase of his life where he went out and either worked with other people or tried to find jobs himself, mm. and then he worked the grave, the, the graveyard shift at Sam's Literally got three to four hours of sleep a day max and did it for a year and a half. Yeah. So like I, I look back now because then I was just like, oh, he works a lot. That was it. Like that was, that's all I thought about. It. That right. was the extent of my knowledge of that. But I look back on it now and I'm like, man, he was busting his can for his family. Yeah. Like, and if he can do that, yeah. man, I can get through some stuff too. Right. So yes, yeah. he may not get it now, but there's going to be a day where he's like, man, that talk my dad had with me, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Now I see it. Yeah. Exactly.
Anything else? <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, as far as that question, you know, when when you're talking about it, um, you know, just going through this time, it, it really is. It, it really, you know, you, you mentioned you, you mentioned something earlier, and as as we're sitting here, just even starting this conversation, I don't know why I just started thinking about you know the, the kids and their their different love languages. Yeah, you know. And our kids are different. You can see their love languages, you know, manifest themselves even at an early age and, you know, just how, how you have to deal with those kind of things. But, but now being at this point in his life, like now having to teach him about, you know, how he should handle that love language or how he should look at it from a, another person's perspective or, you know, having that perspective of, of in this adolescence time of, of shifting his mindset to stop thinking of things like a child and yeah. start thinking of things as a man. And, you know, a lot of things get opened up to you from this time. You know, a lot of things from a conversation perspective get opened up to you. It, and it's not, it, it's not only, you know, just, just spending time. It is that spending time, but it, but it's a lot of uh, opportunities present themselves and that they, they're there that weren't there before. Yeah. You know, um, when it comes to thinking about future and thinking about those kind of things. So, you know, really, really having that focus on, you know, again, we, we talked about it um, earlier about the preparation, you know, and, and talking about, you know, the the episode about, you know, the, the teenage girl. But, you know, it's the same thing. Like you, you have to prepare. You yeah. have to be prepared for those kind of things. Um, and, and that doesn't just come just overnight. Like that, that comes with intentionality. Right. Like you said, that comes with consistency that comes with continually, you know, putting that time in to make sure that, that I'm aware of what's going on, right? I've got to be aware of the situation. And when I see those situations, I have to make sure that we have those conversations. If it's a learning conversation, if it's a conversation about correcting, mm -hmm. you know, if it's just being there, you know, he and I went out to, to grab dinner a couple of weeks ago. And we're sitting there and, you know, as guys, you can just sit there and just kind of space out and just, you know, be together and not talk, right? That's quality time. Right. <laughs> and, and you don't have to, to converse, but we were sitting there at dinner and it, it had gotten too long of, a, of an awkward pause uh, in between conversations. And I asked him, I was like, well, what do you want to talk about? Right? Like, you know, we, we don't always get to just go out and eat dinner by ourselves. You know, we're sitting here at Wingstop. There's nobody else around. It's just you and I. Like, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. You know, and just starting those conversations with him and just letting him talk, right? Those those things don't always open up to you from those specific conversations. And we did talk about things that are, you know, a, a, in a much more mature, different way than yeah. if it was, you know, him and I 10 years ago. Sure. You know, it was four years old. Yeah. It's just completely different. I'm sure at four years old, he'd be talking my head off. Yeah. Right? Now you know, making sure that he and I do maintain that level of, uh, of right. openness. You know, that's, that's some of the things that we have to, I have to make sure that I'm intentional about. Exactly. Because again, yeah. as a father, you're, you're the leader in this, yeah. you know, you're leading that conversation. Yeah. Um, probably should have led with this, but just a slight advisory, obviously, since we're talking about adolescent boys here with men, four mm -hmm. men, dads. Uh, I know some women do listen to the podcast and thank you for that, but maybe things get raw, maybe things get said about men by men in a way that men need to hear. So this is a parental advisory. Here <laughs> this is yeah. I was this. trying to figure yeah. out, you know, I don't so, want to. Yeah, this is a little warning. So um, if, if you're listening to this with your children, just be prepared that there yeah, might be. Yeah, this is no longer probably a G-rated thing. Yeah, 
Uh, <clears throat> it's not going to get too bad, but I just don't want you to listen to this. Like, oh, that was offensive. Well, it's not really for women. This is this, this is for guys. This is for dads at this point. I'm a so, afraid what this next question is now. Oh, it's not that bad. Okay. It, it, it opens the door for you to be able to do stuff. But there will be a question probably that gets there. So, sure. you know, just slowly start to turn the volume down and put your headphones in. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you can come back for the recap. We'll, we'll see. But yeah. next question that I want to ask you is, Obviously, he's going through these changes, and you know, I I know most people probably think within their head, oh, he's he's going through puberty. Everything is it's it's a physical thing. Well, there's much more that happens than just physical change at this point. Yeah. And you've alluded to a little bit of it. You know, even the way that they conversate. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a there's a a mental shift that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an emotional shift. They're they're trying to feel things out to. This change from I'm not really a boy anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite a man. I'm stuck in this weird little purgatorium on my way there to you know to right. the, to the final goal. Um, so, have you had any any times where questions have come up through this change about the change? Um, if you have any examples, what questions? came up, you don't have to, you know, yeah. go into every single one of them, maybe one or two, but how did you address it? Were there questions that you just said, I'm not going to address this, you know, figure it out yourself or learn from experience? Anything yeah. like that happened during this process? Yeah, I mean, the, I think the biggest thing was, you know, uh, and we I've talked about it a whole lot, is that we, you know, my wife and I really wanted to be involved and intentional in having conversations with our kids. You know, we really wanted to make sure that... um you know, they heard things from us. Yeah. You know, even, you know, even that Santa Claus isn't real. So what? Look, he already, <laughs> God. we already, we already gave a uh, warning. So, uh, yeah. you know, if, if your kids are listening, that's not on me. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> we, we wanted to have these conversations, right? So when, when it got to, you know, about, he was, he was 11 years old. And, you know, there were some things that, being being around you know certain guys uh, of different ages, slightly mm-hmm. older, we we were making sure that we didn't miss our opportunity. Yeah, you know, um, I think each kid is different. I don't think there's a specific age where you should have the conversation. Sure, um, I think in general our world is moving uh, at a much faster pace and trying to make kids grow up a lot quicker. Yeah, and so I don't think that those conversations are appropriate for you know certain ages. Sure, most definitely they don't know how to process that. They right. shouldn't have to be exposed. To certain are you talking things. about the talk? I'm talking about the talk. Oof. Right. All right. And so, you know, I mean, because that's what it is, right? It's the change. Yes, yeah. it is physical change, but it's the way that they think and yeah. the way that they view the world, right? There's this whole, like, sheet that's dropped, you know, from this veil of, of holding all these things back from them, Yeah. you know, in a certain, you know, particular area of life. Um, and that's that innocence, yeah. right? That veil of innocence is, is moved. And... I never wanted, my wife and I never wanted that veil to be removed by a peer. Sure. And so, you know, you start seeing certain behaviors from other kids, um, certain material that he's going through in school. And it's like, look, if, you know, if if he even has questions, he's not asking us. Right. We haven't heard those questions. If he's exposed to anything, if anybody said anything, he's playing dumb or it's going over his head. Yeah. 
whatever the case may be, like we haven't heard from him on that. And let's not let this opportunity pass us by and we miss it. And now we've got, you know, to explain why we didn't have the conversation on and on and on. Right. So, so we, we did, we sat down and, um, you know, there's, there's some great material out there from a Christian perspective that I, uh, that I highly recommend going through. It's focus on the family stuff. Okay. Um, I forget the name of it. Apologize. Uh, but Focus on the family. They've only put out like one or two things ever, yeah, so it should be really easy to find. Heard of that uh, <laughs> before, but they've got a lot of great uh, material. And when it comes to this conversation, yeah, you know it's it's a great it's a great material to go through with your kids. Um, highly recommend it. So so he and I sat down and went through that. And when you see that level of uh, innocence, kind of like being ripped away from them, mm-hmm. and like this whole new reality of relationships like start to form yeah there's there's questions yeah right there's yeah. there's immediate questions right number one like there's there's this shock and this awe and you know you you have to explain that right yeah. and you and you have to do it in a biblical way yeah Right, you have to do it with the mindset of, look, I'm not telling you this, and then just letting you run free in the world, right, to experience things. I'm telling you this because there are things out there that you need to be aware of, and there are things out there that you you need to understand from a behavioral standpoint to view women. Yeah. Right, you you have to view them in the right way. Yeah, you have to view them in the way that the Bible says for us to view them, and that is to treat them as you treat your own self. Yeah, and that's what Paul said. He said, you know, you treat yeah. your wife like you would treat your own body. You wouldn't hurt your own body. Mm-hmm. Don't hurt her. Right. Um. So, so trying to start those conversations to make sure that all right, you know, because you're moving to this stage, right? You're you're about to go through some physical changes, and man. I know you've seen him recently, but from the time we had that conversation till now, so 11 to 14, mm-hmm. which he was a couple months before 12. So we're talking about two and a half years, almost three years now from the time we've had that conversation, right? His voice has changed. Yeah. He's grown like, she's like two feet, like he's he's grown. Um, and, and of course, because of all that, the hormones come in. And so yeah. now he feels the freedom to just walk around the house without a shirt on. Right. Yeah. He's got sisters and you know, he walks not only without his shirt, but now he wants to walk around with his chest puffed out like he is somebody. Yeah. Right. So the, now these hormones have gotten into a little, you know, pride that he's walking around the house in, right? Yeah. And so you start seeing these things manifest in the development uh, you know, of your son, and you have to treat it in the right way, right? I can't I can't go up and just, you know, tell him. Just put a shirt on because I said so. Mm-hmm. It's hey, put a shirt on because there's girls in the house. Yeah. Right. You don't want them to, you know, be around you in, in a modest way, or you don't want them to treat you a certain way. Don't treat them the same certain way. Yeah. Right. Go put a shirt on. I know they're your sisters, but go put a shirt on. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, you you think you're gonna walk around here with your chest puffed out, like you own the place, and that manifests in the way that you speak to people and the way that you treat people. Mm-hmm. Right. Just just by your mannerisms of walking around with your chest puffed out, I know that you're either looking for a fight or you want everybody to know that you're it, alpha dog right that you're it right yeah. you can do no wrong and and so you you have those conversations of sure you're that happens that comes up when that comes up you have to know how to transition that thought yeah. into a, a right way to treat people so you don't just like walk up to him and punch him but like you're not alpha if i did <laughs> if, if i did that right i would probably kill him yeah 
Right, well, because, naturally. You know, just yeah. because of how, how strong. <laughs> so he's enormous. Not, how he's not. So right? enormous. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't. You know, we 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 do make sure that you know I I do put him in his place. You know, in a in a respectful way. Yeah. Right for both of us because you know how I treat him is how he's going to turn around and treat either his sisters or his peers. Yep. Right, and I don't want to get those phone calls or I don't want you know his sisters to be put in a headlock or. Yeah. You know, those kind of, so we have that relationship where we do, you know, joke around physically and we do, you know, we, you have to have that level of relationship with your yeah. son, yeah. Um, you know, but during this time of his life, you know, that there is, there's, you said it, there's so much more than just the physical change. There is the emotional change. There is the perspective change. And so you have to just be, you have to insert yourself into those situations, right? And we, we ask our kids questions all the time. Right. We ask our kids questions for two reasons. One, we we don't want to be blindsided by things. Mm -hmm. And two, we want them to think. Right. Yeah. So we want them to think through things, you know, whether it's, hey, who taught the lesson on Sunday or, hey, what'd you guys do in your old reg friend's house on Saturday? You know, who did you have yeah. fun? Right. Is everything good? Or, you know, just, yeah. just want to check in. Right. Because the last thing we want is for something to have happened and, and us not have a good enough relationship. They don't tell us. Yeah. Right. And and then something festers or the problem escalates or whatever the case may be. Exactly. You know, if we can address it head on, we want to address it head on. But you, you have to you have to hit all these different areas, the physical, the emotional, the mental, like all these things are changing. And so you just gotta be there. Yeah. I mean, you you literally just have to be there for these things happening. Right. And uh and and as much as you can, you know, make sure that you insert yourself into all these things and not think that, you know, they're just living their separate life in the same house with you and just, well, they're just growing up being around friends. No, insert yourself into yeah. those conversations, you know, and, and you know, it, and be there, right? And you're not really doing it, you're not really doing it in like a nosy way. Like you're not coming across that way. You're just coming no, across as, I'm dad, hey, what'd you do? Absolutely. Did you have fun. You, know, you yeah. typically... Yeah, and they they teach this in negotiating and sales, but, but you you want to have a good atmosphere and environment when you're going to have this conversation. You start yeah. out with something light, playful, right. joking, and you know that can easily lead to that next question that maybe is a little more serious than the following. You yeah. know, and sometimes, and you can usually probably tell uh, if you ask a particular question and there's hesitation. Before the answer comes, you're like, okay, there's probably a little more there than what they're actually telling me. I'll yeah. keep an eye out for something. Yeah. Um, so, but I think that's really smart. It, it was funny. So I was I was thinking about the talk, yeah. you know, all day, not all day, but I was thinking, man, it, it's 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 a funny subject because there's so much. I feel like there's so much timidness around it sometimes, mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, they'll figure it out. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't. Want, I never had the talk. Sure. I went to a pretty rough school, so I didn't need the talk. Yeah. I didn't need the talk, and I was pretty young when I didn't need the talk. Yeah. Uh, I turned out okay. I didn't really go around and do stuff. My parents did a pretty good job and everything else. I was like, probably shouldn't do yeah. those things that I just learned about. But yeah. uh, I know not every kid does that. Every kid's got pers different personalities, so you know, different people turn out different ways. Uh, but I never had the talk. In, in hindsight, I'm kind of glad because I'm like, I would have been weird with my dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everyone gets it. And I, I feel like this this is a perfect opportunity to do like a humorous little sketch and just use this as a thing because, Go ahead. you know, it's just like randomly, you know, 
there are different people who do it different ways. You have the dads who just kind of like walk into the room. And they're like, well, son, why don't you come over here? I'm going to tell you where babies really come from. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like, yeah. You know, it's just totally off the wall and it's really kind of imposing. But, you know, I was going to ask you, would you have done things differently when you did the talk? But what you did, and I don't know if you would have, but um, I, I think it's impressive um, that you used third-party content information to do it. Um, I, I I know that we as men often repel help. Mm-hmm. It's like even when you talked about going through crisis, like if you could go back and do something, you would have had that second person for accountability. Like yeah. just advise, you know, give me a little bit. Let, let me let me vent or right. you know, give me some opinion, some different perspective yeah. outside of my context. Yeah. We typically think that, you know, we can do it. Uh, we can get through anything. If it's broken, we can fix it. Wives get mad at us because they come home and tell us about their day, and they're like, oh, well, all you had to do was this. Like, right. I don't want you to tell me what I need to do. I just want right. you to listen and be like, I'm so sorry that happened. Let me rub right. your feet. You know, right. that, that's what they want. And right. then, you know, we're over here, Mr. Fix-It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, you know, it's that, that's our perspective a lot of the times as guys. But I think it's really... I think it says a lot about you making the choice to say, you know, there are other people who've studied this who have, you know, more cases to look at, yeah. and this is what they've come up with. Yeah. I haven't done that much research. I sure. have. I haven't put this much time into it. Sure. Why don't I trust someone who has, you know, yeah. read it for yourself first. Don't just be yeah. like, hey, this book has sold right. a lot of copies. Oh my right. god, <laughs> yeah. you don't want to do that, but. Um, I do think that's a notable thing to bring out because, I mean, dads, I understand. Yeah, we we want to be the one who can take the credit. We yeah. all have that ego and that level level of pride that you know we have to continually squash. Yeah. Um, but did that make having that talk easier? Oh, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. Because the because it wasn't the way you would have done it, right? Yeah, because I don't know how I would have done it. Yeah. Right. And and to your point, like, do I just walk in and we just have this conversation? Like, how do you start that conversation? Hey, boy, we're going to talk right. about sex today. Right. Like, like <laughs> how, how do you start it? Like, yeah. what frame of mind do you get in? What frame of mind do do you want them in? Yeah. You know, what's the surroundings, you know, because that's, that's all in this material is helping you set the surrounding to where, you know, you do get away. Right, you you make sure that you set the the surrounding uh, for that one on one conversation, and not just all right. Now it's just you and I. We went out camping, went out fishing. We're just gonna sit and talk about this. Mm-hmm. But it leads you into that conversation by really laying a great foundation from a biblical standpoint. Yeah. Right. Also talking about just relationships in general, how you treat people in general, what the Bible says about that. I, yeah. My mind would have never gone there. No, my, my mind. My, I would have been racing. I would have been fumbling, and then perhaps talking myself out of it. And right. then because we have material to go through, like right. if we're both reading it and looking through it, then if I just stop in the middle of this material, then they're going to be, you know, your, your kid's going to be wondering why'd you just stop? Why did we just close the book and not talk anything else? Yeah, right. If it's if it's something that I'm thinking, if I just stop, they don't know that there's something else coming. But yeah. here, there's material for us to look through and to walk through together, yeah. and to to let that thing unfold in a natural manner of conversation, 
to where once it starts getting into that, you know, that heavier, you know, conversation to where you start thinking, all right, this is it. Like we're first going to talk about this. Like mm -hmm. this is about to be out in the open for the very first time. He, he has no idea what's coming. Yeah. You know, then, then when you see that reaction, then you're prepared with, Hey, don't be so afraid or shocked or, you know, let's talk about it. Let, let's go through this section here. Let's go through this material and now ask me questions. Right. Yeah. I, and you have, you have, you have some, help and guidance in front of you so you don't have to have all the answers. Right. And if you're already in this certain frame of mind from this material standpoint, from a biblical worldview, then you can have those answers, you know, help provided to you yeah. to where you don't have to feel like, well, I don't, I can't answer that question. I have no idea. I don't know what the Bible says or I, right. I, I don't know what scripture it is or I just know that this is how God made us, yeah. you know, and, you know, I can only answer one question. Yeah. You know, it, it's so much it, yeah. it, it's it's so much it was so much of a help yeah, yeah. That, I, I could have just created on my own right? yeah and, and usually that's the way it goes i mean yeah. with any subject you're talking about i mean that's that's nice and there's people who have been there and they've done that and they've you know come together and they're like how can we make this easier for other people coming right. up you know and th that you know in a way that is what i want to do with this like i yeah. just i want content conversations that dads can just go and listen to them like that's what I'm going through, and yeah. you know, let me try that because I haven't I haven't done that yet. Yeah. But going through content like that, uh, I might have to get that from you because everyone, uh, guys, know this. You know, you have little boys. Little boys still get erections. Yeah. And Frankie kills me because Frankie's like, "Dad, my wiener's crunchy," and I'm just I'm like, "Dude, what?" I'm like, "How did you make this this connection to where this is what you say?" So that might become our um, our bedtime story for the next <laughs> month or so. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so with that, so you, you have this big evolution that he's going through, mm -hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, physically. So you've got that on one hand. Yep. And then on the other hand, you have the culture that he lives in. Yeah. Fears, concerns there. Oh, Because, I mean... Yeah, you're a decade older than I am, but you know when we grew up in the real world, there there the, were the, things that were accessible. The, the best world. There were yeah, the, it, it was. Yeah. It, it's it is different now oh, yeah. than it was for you and for myself. Yeah. So what what are like top two fears concerns? What do you do? What you know provisions do you make to try and you know, protect him, keep him, yeah. steer him in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that, I hope that I'm not sounding monotonous in any of these conversations. I, I truly hope I'm not, but I mean. All right. Next question. The, <laughs> the reality is like, you cannot replace your prayer life. Yeah. Right. You just can't, you know, you, you know, just covering your kids in prayer, teaching them how to pray, like you there's no substitute for that. No matter what subject we're on, no matter who we're talking about, no matter what situation in life, there, there's literally no substitute for that. Like if I were to give you a different answer just for sake of having said this, you know, particular answer in response, then I would be doing all of us a disservice. But sure. there is literally no substitute for that. Right. And, and And then secondly, honestly, like maintaining that level of conversation to know where their head is at. Yeah. You know, not just having a conversation about sex or about how his body is changing, but I've straight up asked him, are you depressed? Have you ever thought about suicide? Yeah. Like, what do you think about this subject? 
do you do you understand the word homosexuality? Or do you understand this terminology? Yeah. What do you know about it? What what have you been told about it? What have you read about it? What have what have you been taught in your school material about it? Yeah. Right? What do what do your friends say about it? Right? Does any of this stuff come up? Like be honest with me. Let's let's go through this stuff because yeah. it's much better for me to talk to you about these kind of things than for your peers to talk about it. They don't have the perspective that I have. Sure. They can't they can't steer you in the same direction. They don't right. know about it. Right. Right. So so there are some fears and there are some concerns because this world is making it harder on us as dads and as parents altogether to parent our kids. Yeah. Right. This world in general is looking at us as fathers as irrelevant. Like that's just the way it is. There's a there's a deep move to dismantle the the family unit sure. and the family structure that God has set up to devalue our role, right? Not only as fathers, but as men in general. And and they've done it in such a way that they're trying to completely erase masculinity yeah. out of I guess the world, right? Out of gender identity, yeah. right? They're trying to completely erase that and, and make it basically, as you've probably heard the term, non-binary. Yeah. You know, all these type of things are, yes, they're deep fears that I have, right? Because I know that, I, I know that because of the way that the world is going and the pressure that is on people, that nobody is exempt, and that includes my children, mm -hmm. right? They're not exempt from going through questions where they stop when they're like, man, Am I gay? Yeah. Man, am, am I non-binary? Should I be acting like that? Should I be doing this? Like, am I the odd one out? If, yeah. if the majority are acting this way and I'm the, in the minority, then am I wrong? I know those fleeting thoughts are going to come, mm -hmm. right? We can't control the thoughts that come to us, but we can control the thoughts that we dwell on yeah. and that we give attention to, right? And because I know that, like, that scares me. Yeah. That scares me that my kids are going to have those thoughts. But hopefully through prayer and through maintaining a great relationship with my kids yeah. by always being open with them about these these type of things in these areas in life, that 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 stuff doesn't get hidden and tucked away mm -hmm. uh, or addressed in a certain manner where I don't have say in it. Yeah. Right? The last thing I want them to do is to go search out this answer for themselves uh, without oh, yeah. asking me. Yeah, no way. Oh, you know, I, I heard somebody recently... And, and I mentioned this this Sunday uh, to the to the youth and the young adults. I, I heard somebody say, you know, this is. Uh, I was looking for an answer, and to uh, an argument against what what I've stood for. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be too specific here, but um, they said I was looking for an answer to to turn my back on some things. So okay. I went and found people who had turned their back on what I've turned my back on, mm -hmm. and I searched out their stories, and I wanted to listen to them, and I searched them out. And that's all I needed to hear, yeah. right? Because if you're looking for a reason to walk away from something, if you're looking for a reason to justify your actions, 100% of the time you're going to find it. Oh, every time. Right. Every time. You're going to find it. And so if my kids ever get to a point in their mental state where they question or they think, yes, somebody called me gay or somebody called me a slur, and so that must be me, right. so I need to go find people who can affirm that, they're going to find that. Yeah. Right? The last thing I want is for them to do that. Right. If we don't have a good relationship, if I can't talk to them about the little things, if I can't go ask them, hey, have you ever thought about suicide? Yeah. Then how are we going to talk about homosexuality <clears throat> yeah. or or anything else, right? Yeah. You know, so so with that, you know, your question is like, what is the approach? The approach is, man, like you can't skimp on your prayer life. Sure. Or you can't do that. 
and you can't skimp on your time with them either. Right. You, you can't. You can't just be around. You you have to you have to be around and you have to have that maintain that relationship with them so that you do talk about these yes. things. Create an opportunity to where you go talk about these things right. and where you get this out and where you study it together. Right. Or where they come to you and they say these things. Right. You know, if you have that good relationship, hopefully they do come to you. Hey dad, they were talking about this the other day. What's that all about? Yeah. Right. You know, uh, I, what I don't want is at times that I've seen them joke about something that now they have knowledge of. And right. I'm like, well, where did you hear that? Right. Well, what do you know about that? Well, all I know is this one line that somebody said, uh -huh. or this one one term, I heard it. I don't know what it means, but I, I've heard it and everybody laughed about it. So I'm going to laugh about it. No, let's talk through that. Yeah. Right. Because that's not something that you joke about. Right. Right. Or this, you need to take it seriously. And maybe you can talk about it here in this circle mm -hmm. of our family, but it doesn't leave this. Right? right. You don't talk about it in the same manner because not everybody has the same thing you have. Not yes. everybody has a dad that's intentional in their exactly. life. Exactly. Not everybody has a dad that's around. Not everybody has these type of things. And yes. so they don't have that support system that you have. You can't treat your friends that way. Right. So, you know, it, it look again, like not to be monotonous, not to feel like we're, we're just having the same conversation, but honestly, like, like you have to do these things. Right. You, you have to, like, don't right. think that you're exempt and that your kid just is, is perfect and is going to, you know, not have to go through these things. Right. right. Again, we can't control those thoughts that come in. This reminds me of, this reminds me of, someone made this bonehead statistic quote, and it, it's all over the place, but it's, it's like 95% of being a dad is just being there. And I'm thinking that is the dumbest thing. Yeah. That I've ever, I, I talked about in different contexts because I saw a father with his son out to eat, ignore him the whole time. Like the kid's yeah. trying to engage. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm on my phone. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, you're there with him, but you are not being a dad. Right. Like, that's not it. It's that, it's that push and that intentionality, you know, and, you know, props to you for having the tough conversation of just being able to be like, hey, son, have you, have you ever thought about this? You yeah. know, because, you know. If people aren't willing to have the talk, yeah. are you really going to be willing to ask a question like, have you ever thought about suicide? Or, you know, yeah. homosexuality, where do you stand? You know, what do you know about it? What do you think about it? Yeah. Have you ever had questions? You know, it's it, this is a safe place. But right. again, it goes back to so many things we've talked about, you know, having conversations at a young age to build that communication, being consistent, yeah. um, being honest with them, being intentional in everything that you do as a dad. And, you know, I, I know you talk about being monotonous with prayer and, you know, trusting God with everything, right? Um, I, I have I have this stance, and, and I have it because, uh, for biblical reasons, I, I think that, you know, rather than, rather than going out and saying, you don't do this and you don't do that, and this is bad and this is bad, stay away from that, I think what you do when you do that to your kids is you, you give attention to all these things, mm -hmm. and you showcase them. But you say you don't touch it. What are they gonna do? It's, it's like yeah. it's like a sign with wet paint. Don't touch this because it's wet. Yeah. Is it really? <laughs> you know, and they're gonna touch it. Yeah. My perspective on this is when you're guiding your kids, or regardless of what it is, when you're trying to help your spouse, when you're trying to lead people in your business, yeah. you give them the right content. Yeah. You give them the good content. Like this is what you focus on. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Don't don't give them. Don't do this and don't do that. It's just say this is what we're going to do and that's what we're going to do because then you've given no attention to the negative yeah. and you've only given them and showcased the positive. Right. For me, you know, Paul talks about how Christ didn't come to condemn, 
Yeah. He's not he's not coming to people and he's saying, You do this and that's wrong. Right. And you shouldn't do that. That that wasn't his approach. His approach was there's a kingdom. Yep. And you want to be a part of it. It, it right. was positive. It was let me get your attention off of all the chaos in your life and yep. the wrong. And let me get your perspective on the kingdom. That that was his whole approach. And so, you know, like your response of just saying, I'm trying to do positive things. I'm I'm trying to pray. Yeah. for my kids, and I'm also trying to teach them to pray yeah. and have a relationship with God, and then I myself am trying to be intentional about addressing things the right way. Yeah. Um, you've you've got to have you've got to have that approach, and you've got to have that intentionality. And I know we've hit that point uh, essentially all, all three of these episodes that we've done. Um, yeah. We'll shift from this. Sure. I want I want to ask you this question because I, I feel like I've caught myself a little bit doing this with Frankie, and he's only four. It's not been extreme, but like I, I noticed this. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you have a tendency to be a little harder on your son because he's becoming a man? You were once in his shoes. You're already a man, and you want him to essentially avoid your mistakes. You want him to just circumvent all the wrong that maybe you participated in, and you want him to be in a sense, what you weren't, right? Do you ever feel yeah. like maybe you're a little hard on him because of that? Yeah, in some ways, uh, most definitely, you know, and, and it's especially in, in a lot of the ways that I, probably conversationally, mm-hmm. you know, much, much harder. Um, you know, I, I, we all learn, we, we learn different ways, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes we learn by going through stuff, through experience, right? Um, sometimes we learn by seeing other people go through stuff. Sure. Right. And that's how we pick up stuff right. as well. And so, you know, that's the same thing for me as a, as a, as an individual, seeing different people go through stuff, seeing other, how other people approached it, whether it was my own upbringing or watching how other people, you know, manage their children. Yeah. Um, and, and also watching how my, my kids respond, you know, there are certain things that we, I wanted to make sure that I did or didn't do, you know, obviously not batting a thousand at, at any of that. Um, but yeah, in that sense, like there are some things that, you know, I have, I've treated them a little harshly on, you sure. know, um, that maybe have, have not been beneficial, you know, for him. Um, and sometimes, you know, I do shut him down a little bit quicker, you know, and, and I do, you know, make sure that I'm I'm quicker to respond to him when things come up. You know, instead of instead of letting some things kind of play out and letting him have his peace or explain or whatnot. But there are certain things that, yeah, I do feel like I am a little bit harder on him. Some in some ways, you know, I think that that's a negative. But in some ways, I feel like you know what, if I don't address this right now, you know, sure, I, I'm I'm got to address it right now, right. right? And if I have to address it right now. I might have to address it. Uh, I, I might address it too hard, yeah, and too harshly. But I've got to address it right now, right? And so I don't know what to do in that in that situation. So I address it, and whatever comes out comes out, yeah, right. And later on, having time to process it and think through it, you know, can form a a better opportunity for the next time, hopefully. Yeah. But I, that is probably the the difference is that addressing things quicker with him in a in a quicker manner than letting things kind of you sure. Know, Go through well, and I ask the question, you know, not to be like, you know, look, look where you've messed up, yeah. but for people like myself and for other dads, I feel like I have the tendency with my son, he's four, 
Yeah. You know, if he does something where he's maybe a little too rough with his sister, I'm like, dude, no, yeah. you know. Sure. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have a conversation with him. Like, yeah. we don't do that. And you don't, you don't do that to girls, you know. And and there's probably sometimes the conversations go on a little too long. There was one time he was like, can I please just go sit down now? Because I made him stand up <laughs> while we're having a conversation. He's like, my legs are just very tired. I'm like, okay, dude, go sit down. We'll, we'll have it again. Yeah. Um, but when I wanted to ask you that just just to confirm that it's a normal thing. Oh, man. So, you know, other dads out there, if 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 you've got a son, you know, don't just, you know, beat the snot out of him because, yeah. you know, you want him to do this, but yeah. just recognize that you're not you're not crazy when you feel that that propensity to just, yeah. you know, kind of get at him. There there's a reason why and right. I think all dads probably share that and at least we do, but I'm sure there's others. Yeah. Um so it's it's normal to have that tendency with sons. Okay. Yeah, I would say I would say it this way. I'm a lot less sympathetic towards him, right? Yeah. Telling him, you know, hey, I just woke you up, get outside and mow the grass. Yeah. You know, not hey, you need to mow the grass before noon. Like, right. no, you just woke up, crawl out of bed, go mow the grass. Yeah. Right. Or you know, certain things where I'm a lot, I'm a lot less sympathetic. You, 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 you have you're hurting because you just played football for four hours. I don't yeah. care. Like get up. Yeah. You know, I don't care that your body's hurting. Move. Yeah. Right? right. We're going to go do this. We're going to go work on this. Right? right. So, so, you know, you do have that, te- that tendency to be less sympathetic because right. in our minds we're doing it because we want to toughen them up. Right. It's tough love. It, it's toughen them <laughs> up because we want them to be tough. Yeah. Right. And yes, they should be tough. Right. right. They, they should have that that muscle that's built up, right? right? Yes, physically, but also that fortitude that 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 not just now but later on. Right. Like I don't want my my teenage son to call into work every day. Yeah. Because that's a level Because he's lazy or because that's a level tired. of laziness and he's tired yeah. and I've babied him because oh we played football last night. So sure right. just just call into work today. Right. No, you have a responsibility. Yeah. You need you may be, you may only got four hours of sleep, two hours of sleep. I don't care. You got to be in the work, go to work. Yeah. Right. So the the approach now of being tougher on them is that hopefully they will learn that level of responsibility and to work through that pain later on. Right. But you can't do it in a way, again, that, that repels them, right? Whether it's being tough in a physical sense, being tough, uh, you know, in a masculine sense, being mm-hmm. tough from a spiritual standpoint, like whatever it is, you can't do it in a way that repels them from those things. Right. You have to do it with the intentionality of, look, I'm teaching you this because later on you're going to be tired. Yeah. You're not going to want to get up and go to work. You're, you're going to be hurting, right? right? It's going to be difficult. You still got to get up and go in. You got to right. power through it, right? So, so those kind of lessons, yes. Are we harder on them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is it for a specific reason? Yes. Right. Do it with the right motive. Yeah. Do it with the right approach for the majority of the time. And that way you can start to to teach them this is why I'm being harder on you. Yeah. Especially, and let me say this last thing about it, especially because from a spiritual sense, we as men have a higher level of responsibility on ourselves. Because because Paul says mm-hmm. that the head of the woman is the man, the head of man is the Christ, right? He says that women to follow man as man follows Christ. Yeah. You better be following God, right? Right. You better be living that example, right? Because you have a high responsibility with your wife and with your children. Yes. So, so that is why we should be a little bit tougher on them because sure. we have to let them know there's a higher responsibility that right. we're held to. So yeah, so it's a natural propensity, but don't do it in such a way right. that you break and hurt them and repel them 
and they don't want to be masculine right. or they don't want to be tough or they you push them in a way that they want to get as far away from you as possible just sleep all day you know whatever right. just play video games you know not not hold a job not have a relationship you know those kind of things yeah. right and that's a tough thing to balance too yeah because i mean first of all there's not one right way to parent every kid no every kid probably has to be parented different than the, than the next yeah uh, even in your own home even in your own home yep. yes that's Completely true. And you have this big balance of, well, how do I do it with this kid? And how do I do it in a way to where I don't instill resentment? Yeah. And then they go and do the complete opposite thing that I'm trying to teach them to do. Yeah. Uh, again, I'll be monotonous by saying this, but in what you said, yeah, you've admitted that maybe you have failed here in some cases, but the fact that you're mindful of it, yeah. that you have actually taken the time to reflect on it and be like, okay. Maybe I can change this. I know this is a challenge and yeah. probably always will be, uh, but it goes back to that intentionality factor where you're actually being intentional to take the time to reflect. Yeah. Okay, maybe I snapped a little bit too much today. Yeah. Maybe I was a little too harsh. Let me mend this. Let, let me let me do something to balance out the harshness right. so that you know I'm not, what I'm not doing is creating someone who's going to resent everything that I've tried to teach them. Yeah. And I'm trying to help someone deal with ebbs and flows of life, yeah. easy times and tough times, and yeah. and and have the mental aptitude and the EQ to yeah. understand and to continue in the right direction. Yeah. So again, back to that whole, I'm going to be a better dad every single day. It yeah. takes intentionality. Well, and if you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, you didn't do it just to. Uh, to help the the listening count for Anthony, right? You didn't. You I mean, didn't you just. Could, but you didn't just play it. That's and not turn why I want you all the yeah. way down, right? If you're listening to something like this, right. it's because you want to, you know, be equipped with the knowledge to improve. You exactly. Know, uh, to uh, to improve. Uh, to to help you to uh, maybe to kind of solidify some things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, but also to that point, like I heard somebody say, I forget who it was, um, or I would give them credit for it. This is not me, but I heard somebody say a couple of years ago. It's probably me. It was not. <laughs> that failure is an event and it's not a person. Hmm. And if you can take that, to heart as a father, then it'll free you up to allow yourself to fail and not view yourself as a failure as a father. Yeah. Man, I messed up. Man, I should have snapped to my kids. Man, I should have done this better. Right. Okay, sure. You, if you're going to have another opportunity, so take advantage of the next opportunity. Exactly. You're not a failure. Exactly. You failed that that moment, that that event was a, a failed event, but you as an individual are not a failure. Right. And same thing for your kids, right? You have to also make sure you don't project that on your kids. So they yeah. messed up. They failed at that thing. They are not a failure. Right. Right. So, you know, with that, like to your point, yes, like be intentional if you're listening to this, if you want to better yourself, yeah. if you want to be equipped with with better tools and knowledge on how to be a better dad, right? That's what this is about, right? Fathering right. our future, right? That's right. exactly what this is. This is our future. So don't think that you failed at one time, right? Oh man, I forgot to uh, I forgot to apologize. Oh man, I, for I forgot to have this conversation. Oh man, I, for I forgot to pray with him. Oh man, I forgot right. to say this. Okay, turn around, do right. it the next time, right? You are not a failure as a father. Yeah. That event. It's an failure is an event. It's not an individual. Right. That yeah. that perspective on failure is key for growth. I, I always think back to that quote, and it's it's been so overused. I, I should just go ahead and use it one more time. But everyone talks about Thomas Edison, 
Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you failed 10,000 times to make a light bulb. He's like, no, no, I didn't. I just found 10,000 ways how not to make a light bulb. <laughs> exactly. You know, so if, if you can shift your perspective on failure, like, right. you know what? I didn't do that right. But now I know one way not to try. Yeah. Now, now I know what not to do. Right. In addition to what I learned, what not to do a week ago. Exactly. So I, now I can try something different. Yeah. And eventually, you'll get to that point. And and right. that, and and uh, when I talked about you know the whole goal and the whole mission of trying to be a better dad every single day, I I think we often have this pursuit of perfection in our culture where mm-hmm. we're like, okay, I have to be the perfect dad. I have to bat a thousand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I can't make mistakes. That's unattainable. Yeah. We will never ever achieve that. But if but if we'll shift the the goal to just let me be a little bit better every day. Yeah. If you if you can do that and if you're intentional about doing that, yeah. it's not about you thinking to yourself, I was the perfect dad. Your kids will yeah. look on that and be like, We had the best dad. Yeah. And and that's that will be their perspective. And that's the perspective that matters. You're not a right. father for yourself, you're a father for them. Right. Okay. They're the reason that you're a dad to begin with. Yeah. So just just having having that shift in the mentality. Yeah. I think that's everything. Yeah. Um we've talked about it a lot, but I'll give you that's one right. last chance. Um again, you're still going through this process, but lessons learned, tips, advice, anything you want to leave the dads with. Yeah, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about is that um, you know, I, I never you know, once once I found out that I was uh gonna that we were gonna have a son you know, from that point, I always wanted to make sure that I fathered in such a way that I never projected any of my desires in life, goals, visions, plans for my life onto him in any area, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll give you a great example and that's sports. Yeah. Right. I love to play sports, right? I enjoy it. I enjoy following sports, you know, talking about it, right? I, I enjoy sports. And I wanted my kids to love sports and enjoy them, right? Sure. Enjoy them. But I never wanted to project that they had to be involved in sports. Right. I loved playing sports as a kid. I really enjoyed it. But I gave my kids a choice, mm-hmm. right? Do you, do you want to do this? Right. I never made my kids do certain things in that regard. You know, there are some things that we do make them do, right? They will clean their room, right? They they will help do chores. They will help do certain things. There there will be things that we do make them do. Yeah. But there are certain things that I I never want to to project on them, especially my son. I never want to project on him that he has to be a clone of me, right? Nor am I ever going to project on him that he has to uh, account for all of my mistakes. Mm-hmm. He has to fill in the gaps where I failed. He has to be more successful than me. I never, ever project that on him. I I make sure that he thinks about the reality of those things. Sure. Right? If you're going to think about a job or being an entrepreneur like he talks about, make sure you think through some things, right? Don't just go out and just do this, right? Or or if you do, make sure you've got a plan in place. If you're going to just jump out, you know, head first and do it, do it. But as a dad, don't project these things on your kid, right? If you never got to, you know, get the dream job, don't force your kid into getting your dream job. Yeah. Right? And if they don't get their dream job right out of high school, right out of college, don't hold that against them. Don't see them as yourself and think, hey, you're a failure. Right. Don't project. Yeah. That's you can't, you super can't key. Do that. Right. And so, like, you know, to kind of leave everybody with that, like, don't don't do that. Don't have unrealistic yeah. expectations on your kids. 
uh, especially your sons, right? Yeah. Sons take things, you know, to heart when it comes to their dads, you know, differently than girls do. Uh, yes, girls do, but it's it's a different thing, right? So so that's what I would say. Don't don't try to make your son into your clone or fix right. all your mistakes, right? right. Don't don't do that. Um, you know, teach your son that it's okay to cry. Um, I've told my kids, um, especially Micah, especially my son. I've told him it's okay to cry. Just save your tears for things that matter. Sure. Don't it's just good. cry just to cry. Yeah. Right. Why are you crying because you fell down? Right. Does it really hurt? Did you break your your leg? Okay, then cry. Yeah, yeah. that hurts. Yeah. Right. But you know, did this little bitty thing happen to you? Right. You don't have to recount the story in tears to me. Yeah. You know, save your tears for something that matters. It's okay to cry. And so we've never told our kids don't cry, especially Micah. We've yeah. never said don't cry. But is there something to cry about? You tell me, is there something to cry about? Yeah. This doesn't sound like it is to me, but is there something to cry about? If it is, okay, shed your tears. But if not, don't cry about it. Yeah. Right? So let let them let them show those emotions. You know, don't be driven by emotions, but let, let, your, let your son show those emotions. Uh, and then the last thing I would say is make sure that, that you know, whatever your son is, um, is, is formulating, you know, in his mind, then make sure you're in tune with that. Yeah. No matter what it is, right? From a career standpoint, ministry standpoint, you know, be in tune with that, right? You, as a dad, you provide a level of, uh, you know, comfort and safety to him that his mom doesn't. Yeah. Right. That so so be involved in that. Right. Build that relationship now, so you still have that relationship in twenty years, thirty years. Right. Don't don't have those regrets later on right. in life, and hopefully hopefully things won't. Yeah. You know, turn out that way. Uh, but you know that, in addition to everything that we've already said, sure. Yeah. You know, those those things would probably be the keys. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome, man. I really appreciate you um, sticking around this long to talk about these sure. things. Uh, we talked about a lot, and. Um, I think these three episodes that we've done, fathering through crisis, fathering teenage daughters and that mm-hmm. whole process, and this one, fathering a son going through adolescence, I, th- I think you've brought a-, a wider perspective to these subjects to where, you know, we talk about son going through adolescence. It's not just the physical change. It's not just, yeah. hey, dad, what's that doing? You know, yeah. it, there's much more to the story. And when you when you see that and you address those truly bigger issues yeah. you're setting your kids up for success yeah. and it, it's 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 important that we as fathers have those wider perspective and we, and we change our gaze and we're open to using additional content yeah. to to teach you know just because we realize that we ourselves don't have it all figured out yeah it, I, at one point in life i, w- I was a know-it-all mm-hmm. and then i had a conversation sure. with a guy one time and i left that conversation thinking I don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and then from that point yeah. on, it is it is. I may know something, but there was so much more left for me to know. Yeah. I don't know anything in yeah. comparison to that. And so we're in this process. We're learning. Be open yep. to receive help and all these different things. Open to change your perspective. You know, you don't. If if you had a dad who wasn't there, you had a dad who you know didn't necessarily do things right. You don't have to follow in those steps, right? And you know, hearing information like what Tim's talked about with sons and daughters and going through crisis—I mean, yeah. you know, there's there's a, there's a good way 
may not always be the perfect way, but th- there's there's a good way to go through all these things. Yeah. Um, and I think it goes without saying, but one thing that has been at the center of every conversation is God. Yeah. And you know, I know that this is a podcast, and I, I said at the very beginning, if you don't believe in God, it's okay. I'm not going to oppose it on you, but yeah, it, you know, I, I think it's really difficult. It's really one. I have a hard time just looking at the world and seeing how can there not be a God? Sure. I mean, yeah. there, there's so much that I just can't fathom out. How how could there not be a Creator, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but when you get to know Him yeah. and you get that relationship. Man, it makes life so much easier. Yeah, because there's a lot that you you can let him take care of. Yeah, and he will faithfully take care of it. Yeah. So, thanks for being with me, man. Sure. Thanks for helping. It's been uh, fun. I know you're going to bless a lot of people who listen to these episodes. But uh, thank you for sticking with us and for being with us. Hopefully, you've checked out all three episodes. If not, you can always go back wherever you listen to podcasts. They'll be right there. If you would like more content like this, just subscribe, and you'll get plenty of it. This is Father in Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. That's my buddy, Tim Jacobs. And I hope you'll join me next time.